Wasn't that just a wonderful blessing? You know, a, a young church with young kids and young babies is such a healthy church because the future is in their hands. I can't say I'm confident in the future of the United States and some of the young people you see today out in the world, but I'm confident of these young people because they have the foundation of Christ. And I have no doubt that each one of them is going to grow up to decide to follow Jesus. No turning back. And they're going to be a great blessing. And I hope to be alive to see all of them uh, growing up. But only the Lord knows. We may all be raptured be well before that. And we hope we will. Shall we just open in a word of prayer? Father, I just want to thank you this morning that we have these three children. Ethan, Brianna, and it's such a blessing to see them, and, and Parker, and we just commit them to you too and ask your blessing on them. And we pray, Lord, this morning that you will speak to our hearts through your word and encourage us, Lord, to be the followers of Christ and to follow you, Lord, throughout our lives from beginning to end. And so we just pray, Father, this morning that you will hide me behind your cross and just pray that the words spoken will be your words, Lord, and that you will empower them of the Holy Spirit. And we just commit this time to you now and thank you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Jesus spoke two words that changed the whole world. He changed everything with two words. And these were the two words that he changed the world with. Follow me. He didn't say follow a religion. He didn't say follow a certain way of thinking, a philosophy, or follow this new way of, of living, this new diet, or this new exercise program, or anything else. He said, follow me. Those two words changed the world. We're here as a result of those words being spoken to the early followers of Christ, the believers in Christ that received that and followed Christ. And now we're following him too in the same way. We thank God that the Bible is not a book of myths or fables or fairy tales. It's truth. It's God's truth. It's life-changing truth. God has given us his instructions in his word how we are to follow Christ in salvation. We're to follow him in our daily lives. We're to, to follow him because he makes the difference in our lives. We're to follow him all the way until he takes us to heaven. And it all starts with those two words, follow me. I'd like to read this morning from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, about two sets of brothers who came to know the Lord and follow him in their lives. And it is exciting to see what the Lord can do when you follow him. He'll never disappoint you. He'll never let you down. He's not judgmental. He's not critical. The Lord loves us unconditionally. He has a plan for your life, and he has a plan for my life, but we have to follow him. We have to follow him and do it his way. We can't expect to live absent from God and do it on our own. People try it every day to make it without the Lord. Trying to alter that plan that God has? No. You have to accept that plan. You have to accept him. You have to follow him word by word, verse by verse, day by day. And that's what the Lord wants from us. 
In John's Gospel, chapter 1, we'll begin reading at verse 43. It says, The following day Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. May God bless the reading of his word to our hearts today. Jesus changed history. He changed the whole world by saying to people, Come and follow me. There have been many great people in the world uh, over the course of history. You had Caesar, you had William Shakespeare. You had Alexander the Great. You had all these different world leaders, great people in the world today, and they were great in their own way. But there is no one greater than Jesus Christ. There is no one who can change your life like Jesus Christ. When we come to Him and accept Him as our Lord and Savior, He does the changing. We don't do it ourselves. It's the Holy Spirit that comes into the heart and makes us a new person in Christ. He says, come, follow me. Jesus simply said to his disciples, come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Can we not say that the world is, is heavy laden today? Can we not see its burden today? People are scared, they're afraid of what next catastrophe is going to hit the world, what next crime is going to happen, what next accident is going to happen. When you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you know Him personally, and you know that you're going to be with Him forever and ever in heaven. Like Adam was saying at the breaking of bread today, everything is sealed, it's all taken care of. We don't have to worry about who's going to be the next president. It really doesn't matter. Who's going to win the next Super Bowl? Who's going to win the next World Series? He's not, going to, he's not concerned about those things. These things are important to us as human beings for a short time. But what's really important is the eternal state of each soul. Each soul. Now, these kids are sweet. They're, they're young. They're going to grow up. But they're sinners. And they, too, will have to make a decision to follow Christ. They, too, will have to realize at one point in time in their life, I can't make it on my own. I can't get to heaven myself. It doesn't work that way. No matter how good I am, no matter what I do, and no matter how much money I give, it's all what Jesus does for us. It's not we can earn our way to heaven. We can't. We can't. We have to make a personal decision to follow him. 
He looks us right in the eye and he says, follow me, follow me. You tried it your way, it didn't work. You lived a life of sin, you lived a life that you regret, you lived a life that was miserable and sad. You had no peace and now you've come to me. And when you come to Jesus, there is no turning back. You're not going to say, well, I tried Jesus, I'll go, uh, now I'm going to go back to the old way I live again. No, once you have come to him, he gives you a new life, a new attitude, new values. He gives you a new book to follow. He gives you the word of God, which is the instruction manual on how we should live our lives. And he says, when he says, follow me, he means follow me all the way. Not half-heartedly, not halfway, not taking any shortcuts. He says, come and follow me. Young people, older people, everybody in between has to make that decision to follow Christ. Is it difficult? In one way, it's not difficult at all. But we have to make a decision. We have to make a choice. And there's a pull. So in a sense, it is difficult because the world is pulling you on one side and Christ on the other, and we have to make that decision. The devil doesn't want you to choose to receive Jesus Christ. He doesn't want you to. He wants you. He wants you under his control and dominion. But Jesus said, come and follow me. The shackles will come off your hands. You'll be set free. You're going to have a new life. I'm going to give you love and light, and I'm going to give you laughter. You know, when we get saved as Christians, he takes away the sorrow and the misery and he gives us joy, a true joy that comes from within by knowing him as our savior. No Christian should ever go around sad or gloomy because when we follow Jesus, he gives us the best life. Will we always be rich? No. Will we always be successful in the world? No. May we all have all the possessions and toys and things we want? No, we may not have all those things, but we have something greater. He tells us that we are children of God. We're heirs of God and fellow heirs with Jesus Christ. That's a privilege to be part of God's family. Now, these little ones this morning... Parker and Brianna and Ethan, they, they're born into, the fa into their family, into the different families. And they're also born into the family of the church. And one day, when they get saved, they're going to be born again and they're going to be born into God's family. That is a family that I can't wait to see in heaven. Do you know my grandmother is in heaven? My two great uncles are in heaven. A lot of people I have known over the years are in heaven because of one thing. They accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They turned from their sins. They repented. They turned to God and they asked God to forgive them of their sins. One of my great uncles was into uh, all kinds of things like Seventh-day Adventism and all kinds of things and different things. And, and each one of them had to get saved. Each one of them had a story to tell how they were born again. My brother, he lived for a while with my grandmother and my two great uncles down in, in uh, Oakland, and they lived on a street called Rich Street. And Rich Street was a wonderful street. I spent a lot of time on Rich Street. And there was a church at the corner of Rich Street, and it was the Gospel Auditorium. That is the church that Ironside started. Remember hearing about Dr. Irons? He started that church. 
And my brother used to go to the Sunday school at that church. And then I started going to that church. And that was a great thing. But we all have to, no matter how much we know about him, about the Bible, and about the truth, we have to make a decision to follow him. And we have to make it now. No one can make that decision for you. Your parents can't make it for you. Your wife or husband can't make it for you. Your sister or brother can't make it for you. Each person has to make a choice. And you may be sitting here in this morning and says, well, I haven't made that choice yet. But I've got a realization for you. If you haven't made a choice to follow Jesus, you have already made a choice to follow the world and the devil. And so you have to accept Christ. You have to follow him. You have to accept him into your life and say, Lord, come into my life. Change me. Forgive me of my sins. I want to follow you. I want to have that joy and happiness and peace that passes all understanding. And he'll give it to you. The Lord doesn't say, well, you're going to have to earn it, Dean. I expect you to do this and to do this and to do this. And I'm going to check off each one of these things. And after you get through doing all of those things, and I got another list and you've got to do this. No, we just come in simple faith. Just like the little child, we come like a simple little child and he forgives us of our sins and he writes our name in heaven in his book of life. And that name will be there forever. It's exciting. Come and follow me. Nathaniel didn't know what to think about it because he was a Jewish man. He says, well, there's never been anything good that has ever come out of Nazareth. It was like a town that was like not respected. People that came from Nazareth were not respected. But there was something different about Jesus. He, of course, was born in Bethlehem. And then he went back and he lived in Nazareth. And he went forth preaching the word doing miracles, doing all kinds of things, teaching people. And he said this, unless a man is born again, he shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. He says, you must be born again. We can't get to heaven unborn because if you're born again, you'll be able to go to be with the Lord. And that's the exciting news today. Come and follow me. Those 12 disciples made a choice to leave behind their old life and to come and follow Jesus. I'll give you some examples. There was Levi. He was a tax collector. His other name is probably more familiar to everyone here, Matthew. And there he was sitting in the tax collector's office. He had grown rich on his own people by collecting too many taxes. He would collect the money needed for the Romans, but he'd collect a little bit for himself as well. So if the tax bill was $60, he'd say, your tax bill actually is $100. Now, Laura, you have to pay the $100. Well, that's a lot of money. I can't afford it. Too bad. It's going to cost you $100. So he takes the $100. He gives 60 to the Romans, and he keeps 40 for himself. So he had become very rich. You'd think, well, this man's happy, right? He's got all the money in the world. But you know, people despised tax collectors. People didn't like them. They didn't associate with the tax collectors. He may have had money, but he wasn't happy. He wasn't joyful. He didn't have a true fulfillment in his life. He probably had a wife. He probably had kids. He had a nice home. He had all the things that you would think could make a person happy, right? He wasn't happy. Until that day, Jesus went by his tax collecting station and said, follow me. He got up and he followed Jesus. What about all that money? No, nope. left it behind. 
left behind the business, left behind the old life, all the cheating and scandals and all the things, and he came and followed Christ. Christ went a little further, and he went down the beach, and he found a couple of fishermen. He found Peter and John. And he found Peter and, and Andrew, they were brothers, and he found James and John, and each one of them had a fishing business, very successful fishing business. Zebedee was the father of, the, of James and John, and then Peter and Andrew, they were working on the fishing business. Jesus came by and said, follow me. They left the fishing business, they left the nets, they left everything, and they came and followed Jesus. And later on, Peter said these words, well, Lord... What's going to happen to us? We've left everything to follow you. What are we going to get out of this? And he says, everyone who has followed me is going to receive in this world many blessings and in the world to come eternal life. When you decide to follow Jesus, no turning back. He is going to give you a life of fulfillment and peace and joy that you've never even dreamed of before. A life that you can never even imagine. A life that is going to not only be for this world here, but is going to be for heaven and glory above. You say, is it worth it to follow Jesus? Is it worth it to follow Jesus? Yes, it's more than worth it. It's the best and only decision we can make. He says, I'm the way. Follow me. I'm the truth. Follow me. I'm the life. Follow me. Everything that's worth having is worth having in Jesus Christ. Everything is worth having. And so whatever the Lord gives us as Christians, we should be thankful. We're coming up to Thanksgiving pretty soon. And we're going to get around a table and we're all going to share what we're thankful for. And we're going to have so many things to thank God for, aren't we? There's going to be a long list. But the very first thing that should be on everyone's list above any other thing is thank the Lord for our salvation. Because if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have all the other blessings. That's the first blessing. That's the main blessing is to be saved. Once we're saved, once we've come to follow Christ, then all the other things are just, just a blessing. They're a great blessing to us. And I'm really thankful if you look around at people that have gotten saved, whether they're prisoners in jail or whether they're um, whatever walk of life they're from, whatever their background is, people may like them or hate them. They may be famous movie stars or, or politicians, whatever it is. But when a person gets saved, really saved, their life is, is changed, totally changed. Now, a lot of people come to church. They're religious. They read the Bible and they go through the motions, but they don't know Jesus. They know about him, but they don't know him personally. He wants to have a personal relationship with you and with me today. And he says two words, follow me. Follow me. But Lord, if I follow you, there may be some hardships. Follow me. Lord, if I follow you, I, I, there may be some illnesses. Follow me. Lord, if I follow you, there may be some accidents. Follow me. Lord, if I follow you, I may not become rich. Follow me. Lord, if I follow you, I may not marry that person that I always wanted to marry. Follow me. Lord, if I follow you, I may not get that big job and that big promotion that I, that I had. Follow me. 
No one who has ever come to Jesus Christ has regretted that decision, as I said before, because no matter what he gives us in our life, no matter what happens in our life, he says, follow me. I'm going to get you through it. I'm going to get you safely to heaven, but you have to follow me. You have to follow me, because if we start following the world, we're going to get off track, detoured from our life. We have to follow Jesus. He has a plan, he has a purpose for each one of us, and he says, follow me. Follow me. Can we trust him? Yes, we can. Does he know what's best for us? Yes, he does. He has a plan for our lives. And I got up this morning, came to church. I was sitting here before the breaking of bread. My mom had called me earlier and said that she couldn't make it today. She wasn't feeling good. She's been having some dizziness and so forth, and she wasn't been able to come. So I said, well, Lord, I miss her so much at church, and I wish she could come, but it's in your hands. Next thing I know, right before the breaking of bread, I got a call on my cell phone, and she said, well, you know, we're getting ready to come, and, and my, bro my brother Jim, he's always been known as Jimmy, so that's, that's the nickname for him, but he's coming with, a, with me. He's going to drive me. I said, wow, thank you, Lord, that's wonderful. And he's here this morning. Does that happen by accident? Does that happen by chance? Did God not know it hundreds and thousands of years ago that on this Sunday morning, the 4th of November 2012, that my brother would be here and my mom would be here and all of you would be here? This is an appointed time today for us. It's an appointed time for us. And if we don't know Jesus, now is the time to get saved because we may not have another opportunity. Who can guarantee we're going to be here tomorrow? Who can guarantee we're going to be here this afternoon? Number one, the rapture could happen and every true believer will go and those who don't know Christ will stay. That in itself should prod us to get truly saved. Or death could come knocking. He might... It, might come. And you know, when death knocks, you cannot refuse to answer that knock. That means your time is up. So between the rapture coming or death coming, we need to be sure. We need to be sure. And sometimes we may not be sure that we're saved. We need to be sure today. You know, the Bible wants us to be sure, and it says, these things have I written to you that you may know the Son of God, and that by knowing you may have eternal life. He wants us to be sure. He wants us to be sure to accept him into our life because once you do that, once you've decided to follow him, your life is in his hands. You know, I get in my car and I drive and I go places and do things and I think, Lord, there's a lot of accidents on these freeways. I mean, I've been hearing them lately. Big rigs, people's cars overturning, uh, cars burning, uh, things happening, people being killed, famines, plagues, earthquakes, uh, Hurricane Sandy. I mean, all these destructive things in the world, we don't know. We leave it in God's hands and we say, thank you, Lord, for taking care of me for another day. Because we are followers of Christ. Now, just because we're followers of Christ doesn't mean we may not experience some of those difficulties like I mentioned before, but he's with us. He says to you, Lorraine, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Come and follow me. He says to Vicki, he says, and lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. Come and follow me. He said, I come, Kelsey, to give you life and give you life more abundantly. 
Come and follow me. But it's a decision each one of us have to make. Right where we're sitting today. To accept Jesus and follow him. Shall we just close in a word of prayer today? And as every eye is closed and every knee is bowed and their hearts are bowed, we want to make a decision today. A decision that will affect eternity. A decision to follow Jesus. You know in your heart whether you've done that or not. You may not be sure. You can be sure today. And the prayer I'm going to pray, if you want to pray it in your heart and say these words, you can accept Jesus into your heart. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I tried all my life, Lord, to live it my way, to do it my way, to make it on my own, and it didn't work. My sins have only caught up with me. Only I know how bad I am, and you know, Lord. Please forgive me of my sins. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on that cross for my sins and paying the price that I should have paid. And Lord Jesus, I come to you today knowing that you have the power to forgive my sins and give me a new life. Lord, I accept you into my heart today. Take my heart, take my life, come into my life and be my Savior and my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Anyone who did that this morning, even anyone who prayed that prayer with sincerity, you can say, I will follow Jesus. I will follow Jesus. Let's just rejoice this morning in those two little words, follow me. We are dismissed. May God bless you.